Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, I am going to share some alternative thoughts on working with resistance. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so I recently ran an eight-week program on the topic of working with thoughts, where we really took a deep, comprehensive exploration around navigating the thinking mind and all the different forms that it can take. And naturally, one of the things that came up for many people was a resistance to thoughts and negative thoughts and different aspects of uh, people's experience. So resistance to emotions, resistance to circumstances, and yeah, you know, different thoughts that arise, just a feeling like a frustration with the mind being the way it is. And for, for many people, they come into my containers, my teaching containers, with a bit of an understanding maybe of mindfulness or meditation, or like a, a caricatured or even deeper idea of what these practices are about. And one of the things that many people perceive to be true with mindfulness and meditation, and I think it's even fair to say is true in terms of how these practices are typically taught, is that uh, resistance leads to suffering, which at a high level is absolutely true. You know, you fight against something, it's going to create tension. And I talk about that experience times resistance equals tension. And so there's, there's a truth to that. And then when navigating that through the mindfulness meditation lens, there's a, a deep belief that I need to practice softening the resistance, relaxing the resistance. When I find myself agitated around something, resisting a thought, resisting an experience, resisting an emotion, I need to take a breath. I need to practice relaxing, not resisting. And again, this is something where there's like some truth to that and merit to that, of course. And... I think it can also be a pattern that actually reinforces certain patterns that are actually at a more fundamental core of why we're suffering. So, for instance, let's say you are someone who just for your whole life, you've really been taught to be good, to be obedient, to be well-behaved, to follow the instructions really well, to be calm and self-regulated. I'm sure some of you can resonate with this. And so you come to these practices of mindfulness, meditation, you learn the instructions, you see little statues of Buddhas, and oh, they look so calm and peaceful. Maybe you see an Instagram reel of mine, and I'm talking slowly, and I look like I never freak out. Just, oh man, he he must be so calm all the time. Come into my come into my world one day. So you see all these things, and 
starts giving you an idea of what you need to do in order to do it well. And, you know, it's, it's well-intentioned, of course, and it's good to want to do things well. you bringing that, that conditioning, those patterns into the practice. And so now you notice the resistance that's coming up for you. Maybe, maybe it's just related to some life circumstance you're going through, and it's just a real frustration and anger that things are the way they are. But because you're a meditator now, because you want to be good at the practice, we see that resistance. And, well, resistance is bad, leads to suffering, leads to tension. And we just we practice calming the resistance. Right? On one level, makes sense. On another level, doing that is also the energy that is informing it is coming from this place within us that on some deep level thinks aspects of our human experience are not okay to have. Maybe we learned when we were a kid that if we really felt something, if we were really angry or we were really frustrated, that then we would be chastised. It would mean that you know we weren't obedient, we weren't good, we weren't able to be calm. We would lose love or praise from our parents or a teacher or a friend, depending on gender as well. There's a lot of cultural conditioning around expressing certain emotions. And so there you have that deep conditioning that on some level you're, you're kind of practicing in a correct way and that like you're, soften, you're trying to soften this thing that can lead to more tension but you're simultaneously reinforcing on a very subtle, often subconscious level, this deep belief that it's not okay for me to be me and to be having the experience that I'm having. And my experience with this, and working with a lot of people and in working with myself and in watching a lot of very advanced meditation practitioners who seem to develop some deep level of peace, but also seem like disconnected in some way is that you end up with this pseudo peace it's not totally pseudo but it's like oh it look calm from the outside but there's something deep down there's like this animal part of me that really wants to come out that is actually being caged and and it it's festering deep, deep down there. And it, it it grows and it amplifies and it gets more agitated when it's not allowed space to be felt or experienced. And what ends up happening is your your progress in this work, there's a, a certain level of calmness and ease that can be developed in the mind. But there's a further suppression that's happening more at the level of the emotions and the body. And so you get this experience of someone or an experience of yourself where it's like, oh, I feel kind of neutral. I don't feel really agitated. I'm pretty good at any time I feel resistance of just like, all right, calming myself down. But it's lacking something. There's there's no juice 
you feel like you're not alive. It feels like there's something missing in your life. And other people can sense it as well. Unless they're operating in the same way, then it's like, oh, we're all kind of doing the same thing. But someone who really has more permission to experience themselves and like live the fullness of their lives, they're going to experience like a certain calmness from you. But there's also going to be something that just feels a little off. And so my prescription lately, and you know, it's, it's never as easy as when this happens, do this, because all of our patterns of conditioning and why things arise in the way that they do, you know, it's multidimensional and multifaceted and takes time to really understand. But I've been more in the camp lately of giving ourselves permission to really resist, to embody the resistance when it arises, rather than immediately trying to relax it and soften into what is here right now. And it's especially my prescription if I can sense in someone that their pattern has been to not allow themselves to feel what they're feeling, especially if it's emotions that are you know, culturally or just typically chastised or shunned like anger or fuller expression or feeling erratic or confused all these different or even just like high states of ecstasy um and so if i sense that for that person and this happened a number of times in the working with thoughts course uh my prescription for them will be i i actually want you to give yourself permission to feel the resistance not just to feel it but to embody it to become it to let yourself really associate into, I hate this right now. I am so angry about what's happening in my life right now. And you're doing it still with awareness. It's not unhinged. You're, you're letting yourself go into that emotion, become the emotion, uh, but in a way that is held within... Uh, awareness and permission. It's kind of like this understanding that I'm giving myself space to touch this thing that's here that I don't typically let myself touch. And interestingly, what happens when we allow ourselves to do that, these, these deeper, these deeper patterns that we have in us, these deeper beliefs that we have of, I shouldn't be feeling this, or it's not okay when I express this, it's not okay to fully embody this we start softening those beliefs. And it's those beliefs that are creating a lot of internal restriction, a lot of internal suffering. Because anytime something arises on a subtle level of like anger or fear or whatever emotion you have conditioning around, there's like a quick emergency break that goes, "Mm, can't feel that, not supposed to feel that. Usually again, on subtle levels, subconscious levels. But that, oh, pull it back, that's bad, that is going to create suffering, that, that is going to make you feel like something in you is not alive, it's going to feel like you're only partially showing up to your life, and so when you do the work of actually giving yourself permission to embody the thing that you perceive is causing your suffering first, and then create more of a free-flowing relationship with it so that you, you soften and clear out some of the, the old beliefs around that thing 
it's like, oh, well, now when resistance comes up in the future, you can work with it in a cleaner way by first giving yourself the permission to feel resistance, to be a resisting human, to, to recognize like, of course I'm resisting something. I'm a human being and there's something uncomfortable and I'm so frustrated by it. Like you start from the place of, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. You're a human being. You're a human being. You're a human being. You could be as much of a, you could want to be as much of a spiritual being or uh, an angel or someone who doesn't have a body as much as you want, but you're still a human being. And these things are going to arise. So, of course, you're going to have reactions to them. You have to start from that place of, of really having deep understanding and compassion for your human, your body, what it means to be in this realm. These are the responses that arise. And then once, once there is that like cleaner relationship to these aspects of yourself, to resistance, where your avoidance of resistance is not coming from the belief that resistance is bad, then you can start playing with it in a different way. Then when resistance arises, you go, oh, yeah, there's resistance. Of course, I'm resisting. I don't like it. Well, what would it be like if we did just try to soften? If we just tried to relax a little bit? Now, do you see the difference between doing it from that place versus trying to do the relaxing from more of a wounded place? The place within you that thinks it's not okay to feel what you're feeling? It might on some level seem like doing the same thing, but these are like oil and water. And knowing that distinction is is really the difference between you becoming whole, integrated, and free in this life or having some superficial level of calm in your life and using these practices to just kind of reinforce old patterns of being good and self-regulated. So, in my opinion, this is really important. I say it as a teacher of about 10 years now, working with a lot of different people, a lot of different patterns of conditioning, and been bringing this perspective a lot more into my teachings lately, and it really has been a missing piece for so many people, especially a lot of people who have been in the mindfulness movement, the meditation space. And again, it's just like another little nuance that we add into how we practice that can really make a big difference. Okay, we'll end it there. Um, That, you know, so that that topic that we really went into, uh, that was something that came out of the Working With Thoughts course. I know many of you are aware of this right now. That course recently wrapped up. Um, But if you still want to get the recordings to that course, it is available for another few days at the time of recording this. I will be closing that out and sealing uh, that course container on uh, Friday, January 6th. Um, so, uh, and, and then it won't be available anymore cause we just going to keep it all neat in one space for the people who are in there, uh, rather than having a lot more traffic come through. So 
if you're interested in that, uh, you can go to coreymascara.com forward slash course, or just go to the link in the show notes. Um, it's the most comprehensive program I've done, uh, to date, at least online and probably, uh, in person as well. 36 custom meditations, eight two-hour live teaching sessions, five Q&As, and a lot of teaching happens in the Q&As, and lots of different follow-up resources, and you get lifelong access to it. So uh, if you're interested, at the very least, check it out, because it it will be going away soon. And um, yeah, you can see on the the landing page some of the testimonials that came through, Um, but for many people, it was was a life-changing course. So thanks, everyone. Thank you for your practice. Lots of love. And until we talk again tomorrow, take care.